0: same time well Regan I have to tell you um, uh, Natasha knows but I haven't had a chance to talk to you yeah I got, I got a call on uh, Monday from my brother and oh he's he's got cancer and he told me that Monday he was dying and he didn't die on Monday and he, yeah. uh, he but he did pass away on Thursday at 8. Uh,
1: Whoa,
0: Kev! Sorry about that, Kev. No, I'm I'm sorry too. But uh, uh, Natasha called it. They kept asking her, "What day? What? where, Where? Where is he in the process?" Natasha, tell us that story.
2: Well, you know, I just kind of tapped in, you know, I didn't have permission from him to tap into him. And I always do that. I always wait for permission, you know, to tap into people. But you know, there's that, like I've always said, that there's this kind of ether that kind of goes around. And, and so I just kind of had a picture of him just kind of still being able to do, you know, you know, open his eyes talking or, you know, just doing that general stuff. And then, you know, like, we talked, Kevin and I talked the night before, and he says, I I know he passed. And I go, no, he hasn't, because I still saw him in bed, yes, at the last moments, which sadly, you know, this is the thing that I want people to know, that last time is never a timeline that even if you have somebody intuitively say they'll go tomorrow, the body has its own agenda. You know, the body has to go through that primal letting go of life, and it's hard to watch. It's not an easy dance to go through because people think that their spirit is there or they're in pain. Yes. There's the physical body doing things and I'm not going to say there's no pain. It depends on the illness. There's depends on the situation, but there's that, that bodily part. And you know, if we've ever watched an animal go, if we've ever watched something else go, it's always going to be that same releasing of life and the breaths and stuff like that. And that's the part that I saw his brother go through the night before he passed, you know, that I saw him going through that last part, but I knew that he wasn't gone yet. And so it was just that kind of dance. And I'm grateful that I was more right than wrong. Cause I know I don't doubt myself, but at the same time, sometimes I'm wrong, you know, that's called life. And you know, like I said, there's no like timeline that the body gives us. Yes. The spirit can say I'm done but the body still has its own agenda. And that's the thing that sometimes people can't predict. Mm
0: -hmm. And so So, Regan, based upon the work that you've done at 829 AM on Thursday, what happened?
1: Well, I'm thinking, you know, immediately with him out of his body, first thing he sees is like, wow, this isn't so bad. (laughs) you know most people um it's a relief you know because this this world is tough and what he was going through and what he was going through in his mind and everything now sometimes I hear and Natasha would be good at answering this too is there's a little confusion sometimes when people are just out of the body for a minute it's like you're looking around and it some some people it takes them a little bit to uh acclimate themselves but um For a lot of people that have been around and done this many, 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 many times, it's like, you know, they go, whoa, you know, like, okay, out of there, you know, I can breathe again. My, you know, I've got no cancer now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kevin was right. (laughs) 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 Natasha was right. Regan was right. You know, matter of fact, I wouldn't doubt that he's somewhere hanging around right now. Natasha might be able to feel him or something.
2: No, he's not. Um, I, (laughs) I, What I'm getting is, is that, you know, and this is what we've talked about, that there's some souls that just when they're coming through life with more of a 3D, I'm going to call it just more of a boxed um, sense of knowing that they kind of go into the next world just a little bit more, you know, I see angels around them, you know, the, um, the, the angels had them from moment one. And even before, you know, with him, uh, he kind of brushed him off for the weeks before because he was like, no, this isn't about me. I don't even know you. Yeah. I don't trust you because of his religion. Um, but yet at the same time, though, he I really see him, you know, like we talked about, Regan, that there's this dance that some people go through that they just kind of go off into this now this is what's happening to you. It's kind of the it's kind of like when we go to college and we have to go back to the, you know, point ninety math, you know, before we can take the 101. You know, it's like yeah. it's just that that little bit of of just um coaxing to helping him. And I am getting you know, like me with the angels, a lot of times what I do is is that when somebody's in this mode where they're away doing kind of like a course or a class or a knowing or a, you know, it's a metaphor type of talk I'm talking, that they're just kind of not available because they're off doing something that the angels do their interpreting for me. And that's what I get a lot of times. And and I'm hearing that he's happy. He's um. He's actually excited to be there. Um, okay. angel is, is saying that, you know, he's um, doing the best he can. He's getting the ahas, you know, with love. There's no judgment for where he was because that's what he was supposed to learn. And he's knowing that. Um, I see that, um, and I can see him off in the distance, but he's just love, you know. And it's the love that he didn't really have. And, Kevin, I'm wanting, hoping you're getting this message to your heart because he's he's feeling love that he hasn't felt in this lifetime and he's getting the bigger picture and he's learning it quick he was not a um uh, uh, a young soul you know he was an older soul and so he just knew that this was what he had to do in this lifetime i wouldn't say that he was a old old soul i know i'm an old 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 soul um but he is he but yet he had knowings and so it's not taking him a long time to go through the ahas but it's taken him the, the time to get away from what this life reality was. If that makes any yeah.
1: sense. Yeah.
0: Well, Regan in, uh, in, uh, Michael Newton's work, they, he talks quite a little bit about, uh, um, that when <clears throat> there, there's a period of time when you're shedding the, the, the energy of, of being human. Mm-hmm. And that it takes a little while for you to adjust to that and getting away from the energy, the, the real heavy, mm-hmm. icky energy that, that that he had when he was here, and otherwise mm-hmm. is that is that been your is that what you know as well?
1: Well, yeah, it's different for everybody. Again, it, it like Natasha was saying, it depends on your your degree of unfoldment before you passed away, or your state of mind, because you know uh, for a while some people are so ingrained in the way they think in the physical body when they get to the other side it takes a little bit to wear off you know so they're still they're still kind of connected in a way but 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 yet they're connected but not connected but um from what i understand with the angels and the guides and that over there they start working with them immediately and they're patient and they'll sometimes um they'll take them to a place of rejuvenation you know where he can um uh you know it's like it's almost like going through a bathing process, you know, where you get ready to go, to move on to to get back home again. So yeah, sometimes people are there instantly, but I think more than not, for the average person, it's a it's kind of in stages. I had a <clears throat> one of my clients one time. It, I, I, I've only had this happen once, but it was it was pretty cool the way it happened. Um, it, it's, her father had died, and she was kind of incapacitated because they were they were so close, like they talk every day. She's like in in her early thirties, you know, but her dad was her everything, you know? And when he just passed away in his sixties, unexpectedly, uh, really hard for her. And uh, so she didn't even know anything about Michael Newton. She didn't know anything about this process, but a a therapist down there uh, recommended that maybe she would get some peace if she could have success in this process, like talk to her dad on the other side, you know? So, but what was interesting about the case was she went to a, I put her into a, you know, she went to a past life. She got there real easy, saw herself pass away. But in that space in between that, the, the gateway, you know, to, to see her dad, um, boy, we had to try all kinds of things and uh, unsuccessful, a couple of attempts. And then uh, all of a sudden she saw this beautiful white light. And I said, well, just float over and kind of let yourself get into this white light. And all of a sudden she did. And she goes, there's a doorway. And I said, Well, is it is it closed? She said, Yeah. I said, Well, see your see yourself, open in the doorway and go through it. She went on the other side and all of a sudden we're on this platform and there's uh, dozens and dozens of people and they're like in um, I forget what, like robes, but they were uh, like beige or something, you know. And so I said, well, ask them there. I said, ask them where you're, you know, where around here. She could maybe see her father that recently passed away. And they would just say, I don't know. We're waiting for something to come pick us up. And it was like they were on a platform waiting for a train or something to come to take them to a certain level of heaven. So they just said, like, higher up or something. So I said, okay, let yourself rise above that. All of a sudden, she's in white again. She says, There's another door. I said go through the door so she opens the door goes through it the just like another place where everybody's congregated around the first thing she said is oh they're they're smiling at me they see me because she's she doesn't even know this is real so her her physical self that's here she was like she just smiled like they're talking to me oh my god and I said well ask them where your dad might be and they go well, he's not here, but they were all wearing more like white robes or something. So it was like beige and these were white. And we said, what was, we asked them, what's with the people with the beige robes? And they just said, oh, they're kind of mixed up where they're at right now. They're not too far along and someone's coming to take them somewhere. So I thought that was cool. So then we said, um, okay, let's go higher up. So we went back up into the light again and she go, there's a door, but it was open this time. And I said, we'll go through the door. Oh my God, I am I'm gonna cry I think now. So she goes through the door and, and she's going through the door and she goes, <gasps> this is real, my dad. And she was with her father and her father was there and he was with his mother and, and his brother that had died. <laughs> And they weren't at their final destination yet, but they were having a reunion because mm-hmm. the father had just passed away recently. And he, he said, no, he's not gotten further. He's just enjoying being with his mom. And he was with um, uh, his grandmother. So no, no, he was with his mom, which was um, the, my client's grandmother who she had never met in the physical. So the grandmother up there said, Oh, finally, nice to see you. So she had this, <laughs> cool conversation with her dad and tears coming down the whole time I said I'm going to be quiet you guys just have some time tell me when you're done about 20 minutes later I checked in with him she said no I don't want to because I said well we can go we're in heaven now why don't we go check out some more of the rides you know see what's here at Disneyland (laughs) and she goes no I just want to be with my dad so I just said okay when you're done let me know And about 25 so she was about 45 minutes she spent with her dad and I said well we're recording this now so so you don't, because you're in such a deep state, you might forget some of this. Let's talk about what you and your dad talked about, if you're okay with that. And she said, sure. So it was neat. The dad was just saying how, you know, he's he was he's looking after her. Uh, it's neat for him to visit there. And and the, the, the grandmother said, wow, this is so cool to actually meet you, because I didn't meet you in the physical. Anyway, that's as far as we went. We didn't go to the life review or any of that. She would just wanted to see your dad. And uh, when she came out of it, she... And she told me uh, about a month later and I checked in on her and she said, she said, Regan, I still miss my dad, but it's different now, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I saw him there. I know he's OK and and I know that there's a heaven, you know, so it was I just remember that session. It was so emotional, but um, uh, just just pr- prove to me again, as it does all the time, that this is real, you know.
0: Oh, absolutely! Now, Natasha, uh, I got a question for you uh, to, to ask the angels, because uh, this is was a point of contention while my brother was alive, which was which one of us was more accurate as to what happens on the other side, and I'm curious to know <laughs> if he's willing to say uh, yes. that that I that you're. I'm sorry, brother, but you were right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that wasn't what he was supposed to know in this lifetime, so I'm not gonna go. The I'm not gonna you know shake the finger and say good job, Kevin. You knew it. But you know it's just one of those things that we all have different paths, and and I just want you know people to know that you know, don't judge ourselves on if we believe in this or believe in that. It's called a personal path. And, you know, we're going to get to pretty much the same place no matter what within reason, you know, besides a different path afterwards, you know, depends on what we did. You know, people that had um, a life of stealing and drugs and, and that kind of stuff may have to go a different path once they get done. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say there's a hell or a heaven. I'm just saying it's just a different path, you know? And, you know, so yes, he's, he's learning, you know, it is what it is, but his soul knew, but he didn't know in his physical being.
0: No. And then I did have another question for you, uh, specifically because, uh, and I really want, uh, folks to, um, to really take what I'm about to say to heart, because I think it happens a lot more and we'll talk to uh, ask Regan his uh, opinion in just a second. But uh, so my sister called me a quarter after nine, he had passed at 8.29 and she said, well, I just wanted to let you sleep for a little bit more and and stuff. So we talked for a bit and then I hung out for a bit and then I decided to lay down and, and go back to sleep. And while I was asleep, I had a vision. Yeah. And, and the vision was, so first of all, my brother, just to give you an idea, had red, uh, brownish red, beautiful long hair that, uh, um, and during this vision, I pictured, I was, I was in a room, I was an observer in this room, and there were like 15 people there. And they were all in their late teen or late twenties, early thirties. They were all fit. They were all happy, and um, my brother was among them. And it was like there was a coming home party for him because he was being hmm. embraced by a bunch of folks. And nobody ever talked to me, uh, but uh, and they didn't acknowledge my presence. But it was like he had. So Natasha, I, was that? Him. Yes. Was that real?
2: Yes. That was him. He was giving you the the um this he he was giving you the grace of saying, This is what's happening to me right now. And like we've said before on the show, that there is a reunion when we go home. And you know, and there is this moment where a lot of souls are not aged, they are at a certain moment where our bodies age. So a lot of times when I see people, I almost have to ask them to come to a description of them that the people would know. Because a lot of times I may see a young man who's like, uh, you know, in his 20s, 30s, who died in their 80s. And the people I'm talking to doing a mediumship, they're thinking of an 80 year old. And what an 80-year-old looks like. Yeah. And I'm trying to describe a 20-something-year-old, you know, and they don't know that 20-something-year-old. So, because that's, that's the vitality time, you know, that is the vitality time. We're not young children when we're most vital. It's that, that 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, that we're in that people kind of go, this is when I'm home. And, and so that's where kind of the, the recognition of what people look like kind of goes back to and it, it's, it's almost instant. Uh, I don't know why it's instant. Well, they're just saying it's because of that vitality time. Um, and it's the most comfortable. They're not old-bodied anymore. Why should they stay old-bodied?
1: Yeah, you know?
0: exactly. good?
1: Yeah, uh, when when I have people on the other side and they're, um, uh, you know, seeing their relatives and stuff, one of the things they do, and, and you can see their Physical face when they're in hypnosis, and they'll smile like it's their mom or their dad, and they'll go, Oh, they're younger, you know. Mm -hmm. And they look, they just, it's always there, they have, they look like they have uh, the the vitality, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then sometimes they're seeing them, they said it's confusing a little because they're seeing them in kind of body form, but kind of energy form. It's kind of a mix, you know, between energy and and how they're, you know, because you have to remember like their mom or dad uh, played probably you know, a lot of other roles and other lifetimes and everything where they were man, woman, boy, girl, you know, all these different things. So what they're seeing them now is their most recent, you know, who they remember. Uh, But they they recommend his energy. But they, uh, Kev, what you probably got, uh, um, you know, the guides probably allowed you to sit in on his homecoming. Uh, So Mm -hmm. when we do this Life Between thing, and people go to their soul group, uh, sometimes they describe it as like a party for them. You know, like the banners, balloons, You know, I mean, and everybody's there like, wow, nice to see you. You know, you're not supposed to be dead yet. What are you doing here before you're dead? (laughs) You know, (laughs) but they um, it's funny, though, because when people have that, uh, you know, uh, through the hypnosis thing and they're still up there, um, they get treated the same as if they had passed in their, you know, in their soul group. So, um, yeah, Yeah, that's good, Kevin. I mean, for you to be able to do that, that did, did that give you some peace at all? Or did you? Well, I knew because of what, because
0: of actually my association with, uh, Dr. Newton's work with you, with Natasha, I knew inherently, I knew that he was okay. Good. Uh, He was fine. That I am sorry that the only thing that I was sorry about was when I talked to him on Monday, he was still kind of sort of coherent. And so we played some music, and I played uh, a song by the Beatles um, um, that, that is near and dear, which they're going to play for me at my funeral, which is In My Life. Uh, I don't wow. know if you know that
1: song. I do. Yeah, yeah. In my and life, I love them all. Very good. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I don't remember the rest of the words, but I know the tune a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's a great song. And so
0: we listened to that and he cried and, and, uh, and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, And I was just sad that, and this is a message that I'd like you two to expound upon is that because of the fear that he was experiencing because he didn't, his faith, even though he professed it to be rock solid, his faith wasn't strong enough to understand where he was going and he was fearful of that. So he worked as hard as he could to delay the process as long as he could because mm-hmm. he was fearful of it happening. And, mm-hmm. uh, and Natasha, you're nodding your head.
2: Well, yes, and, and that does um, kind of, uh, oh, what do I want to put it? Uh, it does prolong the process within reason when someone is fearful. I would say the difference between my mother passing and my father passing was was pretty um, amazing, to, and not in a good way. Sometimes (laughs) there's two sides of that word in my in my perception. That um, you know, my dad always knew he he put one foot in this world and one foot in the spirit world. He was very intuitive himself. He just kind of had this understanding. You know, the time that his body started saying "I'm done." he basically left within days of that. My mom, you know, she had Lou Gehrig's disease. She took forever to pass, you know, and, you know, it was, you know, it took weeks. And, and so with that, but she didn't have the trust of where she was going. She had religion. She had belief. It was very strong. But uh, not necessarily in the restrictions of, of the, the religion that Kevin's talked about with his brother. But at the same time, though, it, there's a – and I want to say this with kindness, if I can. There is a difference between a belief in religion and a belief in spirituality. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't want to be one is better than the other, but there is a difference. My dad was more spiritual in his belief. And so he he was very easy to work with. No, you know, if, if a bird was talking to him, he he understood that was spirit talking to him. My mom knew that when a bird was talking to her, it, it was like, hi there, how are you? You know, more, it was more, you know, my dad didn't really want to go to church because he would go walk down the street and be in church. My mom had to go to church on Sunday, you know, to get her spirituality. And, and so just the differences in just the, the, the depth of the the inner walk, uh, it, one just is, I feel like, and this is just a witnessing, not a judgment, a witnessing, the spirit walk is a lot easier to leave this world in than the religious world. the oh,
1: yeah. mindset. yeah.
0: Well, go ahead, uh, Regan.
1: Well, I think a lot of people are, are, within their religion, become spiritual, and that's kind of a really yes. good thing, because then they have the support of other people you know, I mean, going to when they go to church and they're with like-minded people and everything, but yet they're they're the ones in that church that um, kind of believe in the metaphysical side of Jesus. You know, if, it's, mm-hmm. if, if they're Christian, you know, um, and I think um, I know lots of those those people. So, yeah, there is a difference. Um, <clears throat> when I have clients that are um, spiritual, as as regard, I mean, compared to being really, really religious like dogmatic religious, you know, when I'm doing regular therapy for them, like for post-traumatic stress and everything, the, my my um, my take on it is that the people that are spiritual uh, recover a little faster. Mm-hmm. The people that have religion uh, recover a little faster than people that just don't even believe in God or don't have any kind of spiritual path or think it's all mumble jumble. Those, those um, in regular therapy seem to take a little more Uh, it's a little more time uh to get them to that point but people that believe you know uh even if it's just they're very christian and they they have a really belief in jesus uh through faith um then their faith is strong enough to know that they're not going through this alone you know even though like with the work we do uh, we kind of feel the the contact more directly and they feel it more indirectly but their faith is so strong in a way it's kind of a on par you know i mean they uh
0: the people so. i worry about and but first of all before i get into that um natasha did you say that there were maybe some people that were perhaps listening
2: there might be yes
0: um can we invite them on to uh, the to, to the zoom call um
2: i don't you know? know if she can or not
0: oh okay well then um but if, well, if you can and if you're listening and if you'd like to join us, I may dump you. But <laughs> but 397 two two five three nine seven one nine nine one is my address. If you want to if, say
1: you know, that again, a little slower so they can get that
0: 225-397-1991. <coughs> if you do that, I'll admit you into the room so that you can talk to us and you can get we can get your perspective of, of what this is. But Regan, the, the, the point I wanted to make was the, the people that I most worry about in in this dying process are the religious people that are that they're religious but they're, their faith isn't strong enough to recognize and they're, and they' and they're concerned about whether or not, the big question that they were mm-hmm. that they have in their mind is, was I good enough <laughs> to get to heaven, or when I die, am I going to hell? Right, Not where the fear comes from.
1: A yes. lot of fear in there. <clears throat> A lot of
0: fear. You've had people like that that you've worked with, and that, <laughs> what was the outcome of those uh, those episodes? Are
1: you talking to me or Natasha?
0: Yeah, no, go ahead, Regan.
1: Oh, well, um, you know, there's the famous one in Dr. Newton's book that Kevin, I think you read too, that we all know from, you know, going through the training uh, from the Newton Institute. And, uh, and it's typical of what Michael did because he did 7,000 of these sessions himself where he had people uh, visit heaven and back. And typically uh, a person's fear is there to begin with. Like one of the, I think on one of the other shows we mentioned this gentleman, he's over there and he turns around and he starts he starts yelling he's in hip, deep hypnosis and he goes oh my god the devil the devil the devil and michael calmed him down and said now look we don't know if that's the devil or not but nothing can ha- harm you you're you're going to be perfectly safe just i want you just to kind of go over a little closer to him and really look and see if this is the devil being in hypnosis you know they're it's not they're not quite as scared so this uh, person in his mind or something went over closer and then he just started laughing and, and, and Dr. Newton says, well, what's so funny? And he said, oh God, that's, and he named whatever his guide was. He said, that was my guide. He was, he was, he was mocking up, having horns and all this kind of stuff. Um, because actually this person, this is the kicker, because this person was a, a hell and brimstone fire preacher that went through this session with Dr. Newton. So He's over there, and then the guide said, "You know, we just wanted to show you what you've been giving everybody for on the pulpit for <laughs> for twenty years, you know." And uh, it would just end up being, you know, nothing. So um, again, and and this is probably a good thing to bring up in a lot of the different shows because this is a game changer when you realize that there really is not um, such a thing as fire and brimstone hell, you know. Uh, so it's all love and light over there when. If you've done bad things and everything there's like a team over there to work with you to try to you know uh, get you to some place where you can rejuvenate and uh, and then you can decide what to do to um, to uh, make up for all the bad that you did before you know. and some people will choose to come down and and go through what you know like karma you know to, to have to go through with what they put other people through uh, but um, you know from what we found and this is after you know, uh, with Dolores Cannon's two of fifty. See, between Dolores Cannon and Michael's, like I said, it's probably a hundred thousand people have done this now. And so far I've not heard of anything, but light, love and light over there, uh, and forgiveness. Um, you know, when I did the thing myself and I was, like I said, I was in that place where I was on a mountaintop and I was afraid that it was like a devil there was behind me. And because I'm in this state, I had, I had the, um, I had the power to turn around and face whatever evil I thought was chasing me, you know. And, you know, I turned, the The facilitator says, well, I could go to safety somewhere. And I said, no, I said, I'm going to turn around. And I turned around to face this, what I, what I figured was like a, like a devil or a, an evil spirit or something chasing me. And it was um, a couple hundred people lined up all the way down this mountain there that were smiling at me and came up one by one and hugged me and said they forgave me for Whatever I did to him in another lifetime, so You're very
0: very bad man.
1: I know I did. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing in this work you find out we weren't all we didn't you know.
2: Oh no, we, we all. Always angels.
1: That,
2: yeah, we all think that in this lifetime this is who we've been. <laughs> We're not. No. You know, somebody had to play Hitler. Somebody had to play you know Jesus or yeah. not, but you know somebody you know of, of heightened, or one had to be a king, one had to be the slaughterer, you know, it's just, we have different lifetimes to learn different aspects of who
1: we are. Exactly, yeah. One but doesn't it, Natasha, like, you eat that? I'm just
0: kidding.
1: Yeah, w- once, you, once you realize this, you don't, you look at everybody differently, like the bad people in the world, you somehow look at them with a little bit of compassion or empathy and realize they're just going through stuff right now that may not be pleasant. And then you kind of go, oh boy, they may have to pay for some of the stuff they're doing in it not so fun way someday uh, no. but 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 you don't you don't um I don't know your your level of hatred whatever level we have from one to a thousand it becomes so much less you know as you see we're all human we all screw up you know.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's interesting from my my perspective, and I'm I'm not a psychic medium and I'm not trained in hypnosis, but I will tell you this, is that uh, um, I believe that everything is energy. All the energy mm-hmm. emanates from the source. And in order for there to be a hell, there has to be a place where the source is not. And there is no place where the source is not because it is in, uh, the all-encompassing energy, except to, Uh, uh, Natasha just pointed to to the correct place, which is
2: (laughs) in the mind. Well, and you know, it's kind of that thing about perception, you know, that the mind plays awful tricks on us. And, you know, it's just one of those things that I wouldn't say that people who do really nasty things don't get taken care of and said, now, this is why you're doing it. And they go through the one-on-ones, you know, it's, um, I was watching um, the TV show, Lucifer. I love that is show. Is that good?
1: I heard that. Oh, I that I love good. that
2: show. It totally <clears throat> plays on all the things. But um, Lucifer t- showed us what hell was. And it was what we did wrong played over and over oh. and over and over again. And I went, duh, that's what hell is, is that self-perception yeah. of playing things over and over again. Because I'm going to say somebody, I-, I was not Hitler, so I cannot speak for him, but have an understanding. Did he think he was doing wrong?
0: Yeah, he thought well- he was- you know, when you-
2: doing What he thought was right, you know, because otherwise he wouldn't have been, you know. And so with that, 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 you know, perception is a lot of our world. Um, and we are living in a form of hellishness because we do it to ourselves. You know, we really do it to ourselves. And, and it's sad that so many of us punish ourselves for things that we really are not doing. I'm going to say murdering somebody is wrong. Yes, it's taking a life. But, you know, are we supposed to beat ourselves up because we were late to work by five minutes? Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> like some people think that's the end of the world because they were late five minutes. Well, you know, maybe, you know, you were supposed to be five late minutes late because there was a car crash that you missed, you know. Um because somebody who you know ran the stop sign right before you, and nobody else witnessed it because you weren't there, you know. <laughs> and so there's that 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 process of of doing what we're doing. That that you know, fear is what hell is. You know, like for me, one time I was doing a, a meditation and I was doing some work on my chakras. Well, I went down into my basement of my chakra. And there was a. It was down, kind of like in the dungeon, and everything was cobwebby and and dark and everything. And there was this chest chest that I was um, supposed to go over to, and and I was meant to open it up. Well, I opened it up, and here was this dark being, and I'm like going, "What is that dark being?" And then the cloak came off, and it was me. Wow. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I am the one who's keeping myself shadowed, down, dark, you know, being. This was about this was kind of at the beginning of my coming really out to be who I am today. It was about two years after my mom passed. And so that was my awakening of who I really should be and, and called to be. Um And you're kind of seeing her now, but that was who was wanting to come out was this beautiful being that was wanting to see, to be shown and be seen instead of this dark in the chest, dark, dim, you know, kind of the personal darkness that I was putting myself in. And that was my perception of me. Now I don't have that perception. I've shifted it. You know, it's just amazing how we kind of do this to ourselves. And so hell is not necessarily, you know, it's the lack of light. But I also yeah. say love, you know, everybody thinks that love is um, kindness and moving and that kind of stuff. I understand love is, is, has tough love, which is not always nice. You know, when somebody says to me, because they won't, don't want me in the house, get the out of my house. You know, but they're doing it in a loving way because they really can't have me in their house. That's tough love. And, you know, that's that's basically what the heaven and the hell to me is, is it's the difference between love and tough love. It's, you know, it's not necessarily the lack of love because the universe doesn't have lack of love. Everything is for our greater good, you know, and I am one that, yes, I deal with darkness. I mean, I've gone into my girlfriend's house and took the demon out of her house. I understand that there's darkness. So there's a difference between our perception of what human hell is and darkness is.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping um, we're supposed to have, if we get to have March, a a retreat. Uh, There's going to be about, hopefully, at least 100 of the Newton Institute therapists all together to talk about all this stuff. And I want to get other people that... um, You know viewpoints and stuff too and how do they describe it because the way it's seeming to me now that the hell or the devil or this this negative stuff that we have is actually part of our humanness down here that serves a purpose of good and evil right and wrong you know hot and cold and all that so so it's kind of a um i don't know it's it's something that helps us learn in a way by seeing the opposites of good and bad Mm -hmm. and everything (laughs) <laughs> but that, like, once we're out of school, you know, we leave school grounds and it's, it's not there, you know, but it serves a, per- it does serve, seems to serve a purpose. Although some people I think take it to kind of extreme, but I think it even uh, maybe we'd have someone call in sometime, but I believe, isn't there something in the Bible where they say, like Satan behind me or get Satan, you know, you just have to like any, anything. Uh, if you see Satan or something or feeling that way and, and and Jesus was saying how you have the power to tell him to get the heck out of here, you know, in other words. Yeah, you know, yeah. so he's telling us we have power over them. Some people think it's the other way around. They think, oh, my God, if the devil's here, I'm running because I, I, I can't be more powerful than this devil creature or this negative energy. But I think the Bible even says, hey, we have power over that. And you just have to believe, you know.
2: Well, that's why I was able to get the 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 being out of my girlfriend's closet because he was afraid of me because he knew that yeah. I wasn't gonna put up with his his stuff and uh and who I walk with, you know. If I don't have it, I know people, I know the energies that do. You know, and that's the thing, is, is that but I also want to let people know though, there are negative beings that used to do be people that sometimes choose not to cross over yeah and they are darkness <laughs> yeah. they are the ones that sometimes um deem their house their house because they used to and if they maybe be um, more people who someone who didn't treat people nicely and they start collecting that kind of energy and so they bring in more darkness and it's just sometimes things happen where where, you know, there's spirits who choose not to move on. And they can be the dark beings that we see. But us in the light, the spirit beings that we are, that 99% of us do cross over. Yeah. Do you, can you imagine all the souls that there are? I mean, you take all the people on this earth and then you try to gripple it. That's how many souls are there. So if you have one dark being in your, in your house or two or three or ten... That is an unusual thing that happens. That's not the norm for spirit.
0: Yeah. Well, it's counterproductive because you can't grow and move forward if you're stuck in a house for 300 years. Yeah.
2: No, but there but there is those things that I'm going to say. Let's say, uh, like if there's a child who was in the slavery. And, you know, she was killed and, and by a house and the house, she's just kind of lost. And, and so she goes to this one house because there's this peacefulness there and she likes it there because there's home. And that's the last place that she kind of knew that was comfortable. She might choose to stay there because there's other spirits there that are kind of mothering her, you know. And, and sometimes there's the residual of time. You know, that there's just spirits that keep going. It's like an imprint, like if there's a major thing, like, let's say 9-11, where 9-11 happened. There's going to yeah. be an imprint that people might feel spirits there. But it's like a time zone that pe- things just keep repeating because it's such an imprint uh, on time in a certain place. And you can feel that usually when you're driving through, let's say if there's a major crash on a road, you'll kind of get the shivers because you think that there's a spirit there. No, it was just an imprint on time that it, there's just this circle that keeps coming around and around and around.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. By the way, Regan, you said uh, a little bit ago when you were talking about the, uh, after the first of the year, you, I heard you say,
1: if we get March, is that something
0: that we don't uh, know?
1: <laughs> if we get, no. I, I'm just thinking as long as COVID's gone by then, because for now they've kind of put it on hold. But if things clear up, then we're going to get together. Otherwise, otherwise we'll have to put it off, you know. And I was hoping it would be here because it's close to San Francisco. So I only have to drive about 100 miles where some people will be coming from other countries, you know, to this retreat. So mm-hmm. uh, just to be nice if they had it in my neck of the woods, It'd be easier for me to get to.
0: So, I've got, I, so I've got another question for both of you, and that has to do with end of days, the end of the world, and all of that. My understanding is, and you tell me, but my understanding is, the Earth was created for our enjoyment and playtime, and for us to do and to have and to be, and that destroying the world or the end of the world as we know it would be pointless because we've created the world as it exists and we have the ability to change it am I delusional kids
1: you say are we delusional
0: no no am I delusional with that with what I just said
1: no I I think from the you know the Dolores Canon work I've been like I say I'm worked like when I get I've, I've had three. Done three sessions. I got to do seven to get my um, uh, to be eligible to take the uh, second the second uh, level of training through uh, Dolores Cannon's thing. So what I'm doing, I'm actually kind of in the three that I've done. I've kind of combined the Michael Newton uh, protocol uh, with the healing protocol of uh, of the Dolores Cannon way. You know, of, of trying to get some physical healing done for my clients and. Um, so far, I don't know. It just, it seems like, you know, we ha- I have to get in touch with these people and see after a month or two, if they are physical issues, you know, to do the research and find out if they gotten better, you know, find out what's placebo effect, what's really happened and that sort of thing. But um, what she found out was uh, just what you're saying, Kev, that this was, you know, this is a, you know, we're, we're supposed to be um, taking care of this planet, you know, cause it's like, it's like our home, you know, and as a family uh, on this planet, there's some of the kids are not picking up their trash, <laughs> and they're not cleaning their room, and they're they they just don't get it, you know. And the uh, the, the people that are more evolved—if you call them on a p- parents, grandparents, that sort of thing—just e- more evolved souls are having a hard time because there's so many of these young, <laughs> so many of these unevolved souls that are making a mess of this planet. Uh, but w- when Dolores has been. Um, talking to and what's been coming out with her clients is is that um, um <laughs> this is where we get into this far out stuff where people are gonna i don't know I'm, I, it took me a while to kind of come on board with it but there's just so much stuff in there about the uh, uh the other races the other people other dimensions that are other souls that are experiencing things is that we're all interconnected in a way and mm-hmm. They're letting us do free will. If, if we're gonna mess this planet up, they, they can't come and just make us better. or The kids just can't come and change things for us. Um, so uh, that's why uh, in Dolores Cannon's book, I think it's called The Three Waves of the Volunteers or something. Uh, she's, people that she's had in session have been some of these volunteers that came down from other dimensions, from spaceships, some of them, from being other races, uh, from, from heaven. And they're down here, uh, incarnated now in our age, trying to, in whatever way they can, to turn things around through free will, you know. So um, it's like the earth is a living, it's like a living being, you know. And when it gets sick, you know, it hiccups and it sneezes and it's, you know, it's trying to heal itself. And, and a lot of it's because of, you know, a lot of it's because of stuff we've done to it, mistreated it. So uh, it's <laughs> important that everybody knows that now. And all you have to, uh, the thing that I'm kind of learning is like the 12 monkey thing, you know, that you hear about. Well, like people say, well, there's so many bad people in the world, it's going to take 51% of good people to turn things around. But it seems like the way it works is you only need a fraction of that to turn things around, you know. So, um, you know, do you, do you, uh, maybe uh, Natasha, you know, can explain the 12 monkey thing, but it's kind of like, you know once 12 monkeys have learned a certain thing then it seems like every all the monkeys learn it you know
2: you know and that's that's the thing is is that we learn by witnessing you know, like the years that my husband was getting sober. You know, he said to me about a year ago, you've taught me so much. And I said, babe, you don't even like to listen to me. Why? How am I supposed to... <laughs> how are you learning from me? <laughs> <And> <laughs> we're oil and water sometimes. That woman
0: has been married for 30 years.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he, he's a fire sign. I'm a water sign. We make some, we make good steam, but it works. <laughs> Otherwise, we're putting each other's stuff out. Um, that But he, um, but he says, you showed me, you showed me how to be, you know, it's like the days I was upset, I'd walk away from him instead of screaming and yelling at him, you know, so I, there's just these things that that you kind of do to, to teach. And, and that's one thing that I'm noticing, like, for me. I can't say for how they're learning, but for me in school, I work in an elementary school and people just kind of say, Natasha, you just bring me breath of fresh air, you know, and, and, and sometimes that's all we need to do to change somebody's day and yeah. doing that, that work is the seed now like the, the person I was talking to earlier, now she's going to go home to her child and maybe be fresher for her child and her husband, which makes now them do better in their job tomorrow. We never know what we're doing for others if we're being kind, you know. Yeah. And that's the, that's the amazing thing about how, uh, you know, being a light for someone is, doesn't mean always that we have to be our best. But it means that we just have that, like I was saying, love, you know, love can be tough love. You know, when my husband's yelling at me, I say, honey, not tonight. I'm being tough love. No. But does that mean that I get to scream and yell at him back? Not really, because I'm not angry with him. He's angry with me. You know, it's just it's just the process of how to manage and, and we all have different tools. We've learned something different as we're growing up and it's just how we're going to be. And that's part of this dance of life and why we're here, you know, mother Mother earth. I talk to her daily and, and uh, she just has this wisdom that says they're my children, you know, just like every mother loves, well, not every mother. Uh, Let me rephrase that. (laughs) <laughs> Some others love their children. She is the ultimate mother who loves us. You know, she doesn't like it that we're digging into her. Yes, sometimes she likes me to dig in the dirt with my shovel because that's kind of like acupuncture for her. But she doesn't like the deep upsetting. But why does she cause earthquakes? She gets a little upset and says, that doesn't feel very good, you know? And so, you know, like... Um, Sometimes there's people who are really stuck in old ways. Well, I hate to say this, but sometimes the hurricanes come and kind of teach people how to love, you know, I'm not <laughs> saying that everything is meant to be the way it is, you know, kind of like, uh, there was the, the, the hurricane that, that went last year that went over Puerto Rico. Do you know how many people were praying that it would stay away from Florida? Well, where did it sit?
1: Oh, in Puerto Rico you know, instead of going it's to Florida, mean
2: for it to stop and not hit Florida as well. Well, you know, energy has action. Well, if they would have prayed for it to go off into the ocean or yeah. a different direction, then it probably would have done something different. But Mother Earth isn't here to to damage us. She's here to say, I can help you waking up though. Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't know. I tend to think that uh, the Mother Nature and and Michael Newton in uh, in Destiny of Souls, he he said that some folks he can go uh, either backwards or forwards as far as timeline goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah, he's he, and and Regan will uh, verify this. He said that there were some people that went into the future,
1: and, and while we yeah. were
0: still here. There was a whole lot less of us because yeah, yeah. of the decisions that we have made now.
1: Well, yeah, this thing about the future—it's both the Newton Institute and to the, the quantum healing hypnosis technique—they both say just be a little careful, if you because it is possible for people to go in the future. But there's so many possibilities of the future that it can really confuse you. Conf- confuse things sometimes. So they said just be. Um, gingerly on the YouTube, there's a one, I've only seen one, but this, um, therapist, uh, had a person deep hypnosis and had her go into the future. And I'm, it's a little dull now, but it was like, um, I'm trying to think how far in the future it was. It was quite a ways in the future. And he started asking her questions and she, she came out of where she was staying and it was, the buildings look kind of Romanesque, you know, big. And she said that, um, Uh, Every child growing up now has a mentor instead of a babysitter when the parents are off doing their thing There's a mentor to teach the children um, Spirituality, you know to teach them kindness to teach them everything so they're not just getting babysit They're actually taught how to be good citizens She said how many people in the world and she said about 50 million That's kind of not a lot and she said how do you get around and it was on these uh, like magnetic rails trains or something you know it was the kind of mode of transportation mm-hmm. uh and we said well how many races are there and she goes one you know it's like everybody had so look how much we're mingling now because the earth has gotten smaller because of travel so i don't know how many years in the future it was but by that time we were all intermingled we were just kind of like one race so whether that was accurate or not it was very it was very interesting you know so i try not to played with this although I'm down here in Hollywood we're, if there's a producer down here wants to we're trying to get together to make um a documentary about what we're talking about you know mm-hmm. so I came up with the idea and I don't know I'll know it later this week but if we do it I I think it would be interesting if we could get uh through this life between life process if we could have in one show we could have a uh uh say a Jewish rabbi uh a, a mm-hmm. a Christian minister uh, a Hindu, a Hindu person all go through the same experience and, and then see what, the, see how close or different, see where they overlap, where they don't, where their beliefs are in there. Um, and then I thought for another show we'd do like a, like a death row inmate, you know, um, and um, maybe a, a monk or something and some, you know, get three, in other words it would be interesting to, actually a whole show could be done on this process with death row inmates. And just to see what they see on the other side, how if this helps, and then check back with them in six months or a year and see if going through this process how it's changed them at all or not changed them. You know, just doing research, it would be. He's got my, I got all these ideas, and I thought, wow, (laughs) some, some. We're
0: we're waking you up to all kinds of ideas, aren't we? I know it. Well,
2: you know, I kind of did that to Kevin
1: too. So (laughs) yeah, well, she did. Yeah, she did. Natasha, I was going to ask you, like, next week where I'm going to be staying, um, have just this most lovely soul that's there, and she's always, I was thinking, I can get her on with this on Zoom, like, she can come in, and maybe if you want, maybe you could do a reading for her or something. Oh,
2: sure, I would love to. That would be interesting to. for
1: the show. She would, I tell, she's, she is the coolest. Her When she talks, though, you're going to, like, laugh a little bit first, because she sounds like a cartoon character. You know, <laughs> she was on the uh, Chuck Woolery one time, she was on the um, Chuck Woolery show, the dating, is it the dating game?
2: Yeah, I oh. remember that.
1: Yeah, and, and this was way back 30 years ago, and he says, I don't know if I'm talking to a person or a cartoon here, She should have been voiceover, she's so precious, she's my old girlfriend, and I've
0: oh.
1: uh, staying here with her and her boyfriend, they come up and visit uh, to my place, her and her boyfriend come up to see my my fiance and us, you know, it's, it's all, you know, we get this age, you know, it's just cool. Yeah. Everybody loves everybody. everybody.
2: The whole thing that we're supposed to do in life is get less sticky. Yeah. Just less sticky about things. We're so sticky about, you know, you know, if this is right or this is wrong and it's like, well, what are you learning from it? You know, that's, what's more important is what are you learning from it than, than, than the the self-perception of judgment.
1: Yeah. That's called humanness. Um, well, it'd be great. was people who are listening now, tune in next week and see. Because um, what I was going to have her do, see if if maybe Natasha, you might be lucky enough to contact her mother, and she her mother died like thirty years ago, but she's still kind of not gotten over it all the way, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean to have a little, you know. I've been trying to get her to do this life between lives, but she's got too much fear. But and and would, a lot of people
2: do, and and that's that's yeah. I I just pray for a
1: grace for them. Yeah. Anyway, that'd be something different
0: and yeah. So you, if you set that up for Monday, we can also do an auxiliary if, if the two of you are up for it, if you've if you got the time on a different day and time, if it works for her as well.
1: Yes. Sure. <clears throat> that would be great, Natasha. And would be, oh, be
2: I would be grateful. I would be grateful because that is, that is my <laughs> ultimate um, calling is to, and that's why I was pushed to do something like this was because I'm, I'm here to support and help people. Yeah. I, I just want to give them a, a light like I was doing a mediumship on Friday of just a small group. My house is big enough that I can spread out and and there was four mothers who lost children in in the group of seven people and and just holding their that kindness and and watching them struggle and and having the message that that their children gave them was just you know they they just said thank you they yeah. just said, thank you.
1: So for people listening, too, because I'm learning all this, too, now, Natasha, and what you do as a medium, if somebody is coming to you, uh, to for them to prepare, what do you want them to have, like, a list of questions or something that they're curious about, or do you just do a reading and just, just uh, in general? I,
2: the only thing that I ask is that they, they're more open than not. You know, when somebody comes in and they're a closed book, I'm not going to be let you in. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, no, nope, that's yeah. wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's really the only thing that stops me. Now, if someone's coming for a general session, you know, it's kind of nice to have some things to focus in. Otherwise I'm going to yeah. be trying to tap into AM radio and FM radio. And I can't give, yeah. get, you know, there's too much out there, but usually when I have a name, I can usually call in the person who they're wanting to many times, like in the sessions I do, sometimes it's not even who they were hoping for. And I said that if you're looking to listen, want to talk to someone, use their name and that's easier to call them in.
1: Yeah. Oh, also Kev, if uh, anybody listening to the show now or in the future, I've not been able to, I, I was on the internet one time and I found it's a school. It's a university. I kept thinking it's like an, arizona somewhere or something and they're they say that they're really close to having what they call a god phone and they have they what they did is the university had a lot of mediums come in and -hmm. they tested them and they the ones that were pretty accurate and however they're you know they're double blind tests and everything the ones that were good they had them um contact some entities on the other side and say how can we learn to communicate with you better and the people on the other side started uh, uh telling them what kind of electronic components to put mm-hmm. together and how to put this device together where they can at least get like yes and no answers like people can ask people on the other side and they can tell by the the meter or whatever it have it's yes or no or something like that And they're calling it the god phone but i went back to try to look for that because i found that that was about a year ago i wondered how they're doing but Tesla, is supposed to be Edison, Tesla, and Michael Jackson are three of the entities on the other side that they're dealing with that are helping him put this thing together. And so when they got to the Michael Jackson thing, you know, I think a lot of people would, you know, like, you know, he, like, he was, he,
2: he was an amazing brain. He yeah. was not, uh, yeah, he was an amazing brain. And so his knowings and he was an old soul. So he came in being who he was to waken people up in a way. And so that's why he's trying to still help us wake up, you know, so was Tesla, you know, and Tesla was a, was an, um, was a star <laughs> being who came in. Yeah. And he, um, and he knows that he he's, he's a scientist of the spirit of his entities. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> he was the scientist of us being human, but he was a scientist. He's the scientist of, of the star people. And so he's really focused in on what to do and that kind of thing. And, and, you know, I kind of, you know, conscious, I'm glad they're calling it like the God phone because then that's going to keep the intention, the negative energies out of it. Because, you know, you yeah. have, you know, as, as we talked, you know, you open the door and you're going to have negative as as much as positive because yeah. that's called balance. And something like that could really go off into you know, be us, like a week board. Us humans, <laughs> we don't always call in the right things yeah. <laughs> or the better things for love.
0: Exactly. Well, you know what? I, in my psychic self, am sitting here saying, Natasha has to go cook dinner now. Yeah. Actually,
2: my husband is off doing things, and I have the house to myself. <laughs>
0: oh, that's But look. my
2: dog, who hasn't seen me all day, would really love it if I can spend some time with her. <laughs> well, she doesn't have her dad.
0: <laughs> as, as usual, again, this was this was great fun. I, I have thoroughly enjoyed today.
1: Yes, yes I, me too.
0: We are getting better, guys, as we do this. As we do this, yeah, I course. think so.
1: Yeah, and Kevin, I mean, uh, this is just uh, Just, I- I- have you uh, had a funeral yet, or when, what's going on with that?
0: Um, no, he is uh, in a freezer in uh, um, Loomis, and there, then the, the orders have been done to to cremate him, and okay. he wants to be spread uh, where he was living. There's a pond in the back, and oh, he, nice. He wants to he wants to live there or his ashes to be there and, and stuff. So that's, that's, so that's good. And, and I have a piece about his passing. And, yeah, I can uh, tell
1: that's good, Kevin.
0: It's, it was, it was, you know, I, I'm sorry that, that at 64, he was young, um, but he was a roofer his whole life. And so he had asbestos in his system and all yeah. that. And so that's that, but you know, I, I, I feel like, like that was his, he lived as long as he should, because now he can go review what mistakes he made, what things he did well and move forward with that, with that. So, you know, I'm, I have a real piece about it and with people like Natasha, it really is helpful. Although I am going to do a bit of a memorial on uh, Sunday that I'm still (laughs) working
1: on. So is he does, is he living uh, like near you or is he far away? No, he was uh, um,
0: on the other side of the state. So he was all the way over by Spokane. Oh, okay. So about
2: fires, eight, six hours away.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, with, with the fires and with COVID and with all of that, it just it just makes it impossible for you to uh, go over there and and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, he was being taken care of. Uh, by a, a, a nice lady and, and, uh, which was his quote unquote pseudo partner and, yeah. uh, um, <laughs> and she, <laughs> you be quiet over there. Uh, as she, she was, uh, and so he, he, uh, he passed under, 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 under as good circumstances as circumstances and cause he, he, he passed away in her home. And so it wasn't like he was in the hospital or, okay. So it was as comfortable except for the fear part. It was really comfortable for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. And just, just to tell, you know, I highly
0: encourage people to call the two of you because they can get insight that they can't get really anywhere else. And, and so, so Regan, if somebody wants to contact you, how do they yeah. do that?
1: Okay, uh, best through my website. It's um, visittheafterlife.com. Pretty easy, visittheafterlife.com. And um, there's all kinds of videos and things on there. And again, like I'll close every show, just want to people know that we have this process now through the Newton Institute that over 50,000 people through the Institute have done this so far, and most people are successful at it because it sounds crazy and people go, oh, I can never do that, but most people can. Uh, That's to get into a really uh, deep, relaxed state, which I facilitate. And uh, you will have a little God switch and I can have you experience a past life, see yourself pass away, turn around and have you take me where you go between lives. And while there, you can uh, visit your soul group, uh, which is a group of souls that you've probably incarnate with time after time, playing different roles and trying to help each other evolve. Uh, go before council get a life review and get uh, you can get questions answered to your current life you can talk to people that passed away uh, go to places where you can get inspired for music and art and and there's a library there that has um, actually all of the records of every life you've ever lived before and it's easy to do anybody can do it now so uh, I do all of California Um, if you're in another state uh, I'll get you hooked up with someone you just see my website I'll connected with someone in your state or someone that you can have this beautiful life-changing experience.
0: And that website again is?
1: Visittheafterlife.com. Visittheafterlife.com. Yeah. And uh, the book uh, you can get uh, through on the internet everywhere. Amazon uh, is all all over the place. It's called uh, Three Hours, 33 Minutes in Heaven. Three Hours, 33 Minutes in Heaven. It's just about my own personal experience of, of my life growing up, how I got to have this Finalized this beautiful experience where I spent, uh, uh, over three hours in the afterlife and what it was all about, what I learned and everything. So that's
0: good too. Natasha, how do we get, how do we find you? You
2: can find me at angelic or Natasha at angelic I'm also on Instagram and, and Facebook where I do inspirational quotes. So you can always message me through there. I'm, I'm pretty into that. So um, I post Monday through Sunday or Monday through Friday so that you can, I just love supporting people. (laughs) So there's a lot of times there's just little inputs of how can you walk through life and I just enjoy supporting and helping those around. I know that that um, Regan and I, both just with our kindness and with our love, we just want to just say, you know, we're just here to learn something, and this is a perspective that we can give you.
0: Very nice. So that website again is?
2: AngelicClarifications.com.
0: And if you want to find more about my independence report, go to my independence report. That's pretty easy, just <laughs> Google it and it shows up on the front page. It's pretty remarkable these days, so.
1: Yeah, and Kevin, you have uh, lots and lots of, uh, of uh, things that people can download, right? From all these great shows you've done in the past for, and the different great guests. D- didn't you even have the guy that did the, um, the conversations with God?
0: Neil Donald Walsh I've had a, he's got two on my on my uh yeah on my site and as well as Gary Zukoff and John Edward and some guy yeah. by the name of uh, Natasha um, <laughs> I was there too <laughs> and, and, and Regan Forster is a, a a wonderful uh a hypnotherapist and there's some other folks who tie you know what's interesting I have to share I've been doing this so long now and I've got 155 episodes that are up, but I've got in my bedroom, I've got a box of CDs. that's probably got another 500 episodes wow. that I've done over, over time. But the interesting thing is all of the mediums talk like her, all the hypnotherapists talk like you. It's yeah. not like it. So that's when people look at me and say, well, how do you know? I said, yeah. well, because I have been down this road with a bunch of folks who all say the same damn thing and they don't know each other.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it,
2: it's yeah. not a lie. It is not. I, I, I want to tell people this is not a lie. Uh, I remember being there myself. I remember writing my contracts coming into this world going, do I really want to do this again? Do I really want to make that choice again? You know, it just... You know, even my own child, as I was driving on the freeway, was saying, I want to be your child. So it's like I, I've i had these experiences myself. So this is not, you know, and you too, Regan, you know, it's like yeah. there's there's just too many coincidences to, to get it. You know, and, and that's why, you know, we're just part of the one big picture. You know, we're just all energy.
1: Yeah, oh. the veil—the veil between here and the other side—is getting thinner by the day.
2: Oh, and it's going to be huge during the hall during thanks. Uh, uh, Halloween
0: here. The, the next—the yep. next six weeks are going to be nothing short of amazing.
1: Oh <laughs> my God. yeah. Well, hey, we're going to be talking on the night of. See. Uh, t- it's Tuesday when the fourth is when everybody's going to be uh, Tuesday,
0: voting. Tuesday's the third. Monday's the second. We'll be we'll be there. We can be there on Monday if you guys want to. We could do a podcast, a long oh. podcast on on election night. We could do that. Yeah, and and yeah. See, see what see what happens because it's going to be it's going to be excuse the expression the next six weeks is going to be a shit show. Uh,
1: it's going to be something.
0: I, I hate do you
2: know, talk. sometimes you have to have the shit show to get the awareness to wake up so that we can do what we need to do. Yeah.
1: Right. Absolutely true. Absolutely. I think, true. you know, someone's got to come out with a book once. Well, whatever the Trump era, whenever it's gone, they could write a probably a thick book on all the things that have changed for the good because of going through all that crud that we're going through right now. I agree. I mean, we're going and- through so many good changes right now.
2: And that's what I said. Sometimes you have to have something that pulls that thing out. You know, it's like, you know, there's just,